Hello and welcome to the Nerd Out. I'm Lisa. I'm Rich P. We're girls and we nerd out. You can follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Um, although as Ritzy and I were just discussing, who uses Facebook anymore? Is it I you? Don't. I know. I know. We're getting, I swear we're going to update Facebook. Um, you can email us, info at thenerdout.com. We love to hear from you. Is there something cool that you want us to talk about? Is there something cool in your life? Um, do you just want to send us money? That's also fine. Um, yeah. You can check out our website, and we are available on the Word to Your Mama podcast network Ooh. at W-T-Y-M-A-M-A. Um, that is the Ritzy Periwinkle brainchild. <laughs> um, and hi, Ritzy. How are you? Hi. Who cares about me? We are here because we want to know, <laughs> if you listen to last the last month's episode, uh, you talked about this country cruise, and you've yeah. been on it, and I need to know everything and all the things, especially because you, you and I, in real life, didn't even get to really get any information because you had no service, so I want to know everything. Yeah, okay. First of all, I just want to say, because Ritzy has started posting um, snippets of us on the tip top, which is totally fine with me, um, but some of you might be thinking, as I thought when I saw those clips, holy shit, is Lisa being kept captive in a basement somewhere, and she's in danger? Um, the cr- And and look, she has a cat. Um, I am in my basement, and yeah, I know, it looks like it's a serial killer basement, so sue me. Because maybe I am. You don't know that. It's like you time travel to the 70s. <laughs> yeah. I time traveled to the 70s and somebody's going to put some lotion in a basket later. It's just how we party here in rural Oregon. Um, so, yes, I went on a cruise um, and it was a super fun time. And it was like, it was kind of interesting from, okay, let's break it down into a couple of things. First, I had a super fun time. There were bands. There were a lot of bands. I saw like five or six shows a day, um, saw some bands that I really liked, saw some bands I've never heard of and now like, saw some bands that I don't really give a shit, but it was fun standing around watching them. Um, It was a very good time. Uh, Cruises just always struck me as like a floating Petri dish with a bunch of people that you don't want to be anywhere near to begin with. And you're probably going to die because it's a Titanic and all of that sort of stuff. (laughs) So largely, I forgot about things like that once I was on the trip and we met some really nice people. I think because everybody was there, um, it's called the Outlaw Country Cruise. Because we were all together there, we all like this kind of offshoot of country music, which um, and this sort of becomes a little important skews to the left politically. It's a lot of like folk music, protest songs, things like that. So it's like it's kind of a su- it's definitely it's already a subgenre of country music. And then it's like a subgenre of that subgenre where you can largely assume that you're hanging out with people who believe in like, you know, just a couple things like education, civil rights, equal rights, you know, women's ability to choose, all that kind of stuff. So you're like, OK, cat, you feel you. um you kind of feel like you're with your people and everyone's so nice. So like you're just sitting next to somebody and you're like, oh, where are you here from? Okay, great. I'm not the sort of person that likes to say, oh, where are you here from? And for those of you who know Ranger Ted, my partner, um, you will know that he's definitely not that guy. He was that guy. Everywhere we went, he was Mr. Social Butterfly. He was like, he was like Pokemon collecting friends the whole time. What? Yeah. And like, and I was, 
it got to the point where like I wasn't like rolling my eyes, but I would be sitting there with a book like on a beach and he would turn to the people and be like, hey, where are you guys from? And I'm like, like putting my face inside of the book. I'm like, you are Chatty Kathy. So what? he really like he said he told me he turned to me midway through and said, this is the most fun I've had in my life. <gasps> what? That's amazing. I know. Ranger said, oh. I think because it's just like you're among like a pretty friendly, like-minded group of people. There's mm. wall-to-wall music. You just like walk around. You're like, what's playing now? What's playing now? What's playing now? You just walk around. You see different things. The food was good. It was, um, you know, it was it was a fun time on that front. For those of you who, um, and there are some of you who are music industry people who listen to this, I will tell you that the music industry part of my brain and the live music event part of my brain was absolutely intrigued by how they pull off a festival in the middle of the ocean. That's true. They they do these for they have like a lot of different um, bands like they do the Kiss Cruise and the um, EDC. Um, Get it? See? Ocean? (laughs) Um, And so they they do all of these other themed cruises. They do one. They do the this... Bob Marley one. The the yeah. Welcome to Jamrock. Yeah. yeah, they do like Soul Shine, Kayamo, like blues, whatever. They do all of this stuff. So yeah. like they have it, they have it down. But still, like it's fascinating seeing like how they make something like this run so well. And um, you know, I was. I had like so many burning questions that I was bottled up. And on the last day they did like ask six man Q&A panel. And mm. I was like, oh, we are so going to that. Like that's what, <laughs> one of my top things that I want to go because I want to hear what they say. And the questions that I had were I realized quickly a little too inside baseball for them. Like, did the bands travel with a crew? Do the bands, yeah. do they get a guitar tech or do they get nothing? Do they yeah. like, do they share a backline? How do you make them do that? Like bands never want to do that. So I had a lot of questions like that, and people instead wanted to be like, you know, when will we know what bands are playing next year? And I was like, all right, this is, no. And so, so what are some of the answers? Like, because I want to well, know. Well, I will tell you, the very last night I was there, um, I was, um, I went to go grab a margarita for the, um, for the final Mavericks performance. And um, I'm standing at the bar and I look down and I see the guy next to me has on a pair of kind of niche boots. Um, and so I was like, hey, are those bloodstones? And he was like, he was like, damn right they are. I have a new pad, just never bring them. And I was like, oh shit, it's John Langford, who is in the Mekons and the Waco Brothers and in like five other bands that are playing um, at this festival. He's been like in punk and country oh. rock for like fucking 40 years and so i was like oh hey and so we just started chatting nicest man and i was like can i ask you some like music insider request he was like yeah bring it on so i was like do you get to bring any road crew he was like no we don't i was like not even a guitar tech he's like not even a guitar tech i was like all right do you is it just like he's like i am in so many bands and there's so many like managers and spouses and whatever that like frankly we max it all out so we don't have room to bring anybody anyway he's like maybe if you're like Raul Malo and the lead singer of the Mavericks you get to bring a guitar tech but he's like not me and um and so let's see I was like do you share he's like yeah share instruments I bring my guitar but you know sometimes he's like initially drummers the drummers that I work with were like no I got to bring my own kit and then they were like no no they actually have like world-class shit Oh, on wow. the boat. So they're fine. 
So like, and we were just talking about all of this sort of, I was like, do you, what's the most fun? He was like, the most fun is 100% being able to see and hang out with my peers who I don't get to see all that often. Nice. So like other people in the scene, people I've known for, you know, 30 years. And, um, oh my gosh. And, and he was the nicest man. And then his band members in the Mekons, um, were like, Hey, we're sitting over here, Johnny, you're going to come hang out with us or what? He was like, yeah, you want to come with me? And I was like, I do kind of want to go check out the Mavericks, but thanks. He's like, cool. If you see me around, let me buy you a drink. Like super nice guy. And that's just kind of how it is with like half of the bands are like a little too big that they'll get mugged. Um, how, yes, the cat is chewing on me. Half of the half of the bands are so big that like they kind of get a little. I don't want to say hassled, but I can yeah. understand if they want to like lay low. Yeah. The other half of the bands, especially people who've been doing it forever and like you know probably were never huge anyway. I feel like those people get so stoked that people still give a shit about them that they're like my people. Yeah. And totally. Yeah. So like you know we we like you know we went on a snorkel trip. And the guy who's the bassist who played with like Rosie Flores and um, Jesse Dayton and all these other bands that were on it. He was on the little snorkel trip. And so I was like, oh, my gosh, I recognize you. You're playing. What do you do? We knew people in common. Like it was just really like it was really fun. And it's very it feels very much a friend of mine described it as like it feels like what South by Southwest felt like 30 years ago. And I was like, yeah. It's like wall-to-wall music. The musicians are super friendly. Nobody gives a shit. Like this one woman who we kind of found out about for the first time, she said something and I was like, yes. She was like, for those of you out there who are stopping, who are like stopping me in the hallways and the elevator and being like, hey, do you mind if I take a picture with you? I want you to know it is never a mind. It is always an honor. Stop me anytime. (laughs) And I was like, yeah, that's kind of the vibe is like, you know, everyone's really friendly and... We've met some friends who, like, we kept bumping into. It was just a really, really fun time. Here's the thing that wasn't fun. Oh. I didn't have seasickness per se, but I had issues that I I think probably are somewhat related. I was having kind of dizziness and vertigo issues. And I think, like, that's kind of adjacent to anxiety. So that was not super fun for me. So, Ooh. like, there there would be times that I would be like, are we, like, tilting sideways? Like, is the boat tipping over? Are we? And, like, I would kind of lose my balance and be like, whoa. And that would be really freaky. And so that was kind of, it was almost like a low-grade panic attack. I couldn't eat anything other than bacon because it just dissolved in my mouth and ice cream because same. So all I did was eat bacon and ice cream. And, um... You know, try not to have a full-on panic attack. I'm the only person who ever who's ever been on a cruise and lost weight. <laughs> yeah. That's amazing. I'm glad that it was the best time and that that Ranger Ted found his, like, his safe spot. His people. His, his yeah. people. And that you guys are still together because I was like, oh, shit. Like, this could make <laughs> or break. Are, are they still together? Yeah, um, still together. Mm-hmm. And also, I love that you, I would have done the same fucking shit. Because we, this is called the nerd out. We nerd out yeah. about all kinds of things. And as production, like, you know, being in, working in production oh, yeah. and doing all this stuff. Like, you want to know, you're fascinated. Like, yeah. That's why I was like, what are the answers? Do they use the same back? Like, like for those who did not know, like, we come from those worlds. So, so that makes all the sense. And also, as you're talking about it, I'm picturing it. And it sounds... Just like a convention. 
Yeah. Right? It does. Where like yeah. the the like the writers, the whatever, the the talent, they go there because they want to get recognized. Like that's their thing. That's what they live for. Like they're still yeah. in the glory. They get to relive their glory days in those specific places where in the regular world they do not on the regular basis. But here they're exactly. like, yes. All the pictures. Take. I want all the pictures. Yes. Yes. You can come talk to me and tell me how much you love this shit. Like, yes. Yeah. You know, and they get to see each other, hang out. It's like camp for them and like great for the peeps. So yeah. it was your first cruise ever? First cruise ever. And How was I, the room? Because you had an interior room. We had a tiny internal room that was like, I must say, and I don't know if this is the case for all cruise lines. This was a Norwegian cruise line ship, one mm-hmm. of their smaller, I think maybe a little bit nicer ones. But like our tiny internal room was like a place for everything and everything in its place. I was glad we didn't have a window because looking out at the ocean freaked me out. Yeah. And so like internal room worked well. But there were like there's like hooks, things that have like, you know, metal in front of it so that it's not going to fall out. Like everything looks really nice. Everything's like very like tucked away. And it just like the whole room made sense. It didn't feel like you were in something the size of a shoebox. So kind of like what I pictured, because I went on the site and I was like looking at all this and I was like, hell no. <laughs> I was like, if I'm going to go, like I want to go all decked out with the balcony and everything. Yeah. But some people like that. But I could see it being like one of those rooms when you go to New York City, right? Yeah. Hella small. So totally. maybe about the same size? Yeah. We were like, we were like, there are, this is nicer than uh, some New York apartments for sure. Ah, okay. That's nice. That's good to know. Yeah. And, and it you, was cozy. How did, how did uh, Ranger Ted fare with the food? What did he, since he ate more shit, did he, what did he think? He thought it was great. Like they, I was a little nervous that it was going to be like, I don't know, all fried food or something. Yeah. They had like Indian food every day. I could eat that actually because they would have like a vegetarian thing, like lentils, like a doll. And like Mm. that was soft enough that I could eat that, but I couldn't eat the rice. Um, So like they would have like rice, doll, and then like a meat dish. They would have like grain, composed grain salads. They had like a breakfast bar that was like, oatmeal cream of wheat quinoa like whatever you want you could make like a bowl you could make granola you could do like they had all kinds of fruit although it was never the greatest fruit whatever i'm kind of spoiled um (laughs) they had like you know an omelet bar a this a that they had like cheeseburgers and sausages and like whatever if that's what you wanted to do but they had like lots of good vegetarian options it was kind of like buffets are really fun um and so that was pretty neat they and what had, about the COVID of it all? Like, yeah, the the health of it all. Like, what? I mean, I was I was pretty sure I was going to get sick on the cruise, and I'm shocked that I didn't. Frankly, um, we we bought like extra extra like you know extra vitamins, extra meds, extra change of clothes, mm-hmm. extra this, extra that, because we're like, if we get like deck of cards, if we get stuck on the ship for a week because there's like a COVID outbreak, we want to make sure we're prepared. Yeah. Um. But uh. It was it was fine. Like when you go into the dining area, because, you know, there's like a buffet, like there's different utensils. Um, There's always somebody there with like hand sanitizer. So you hand sanitize before you go in. Um, You know, I kind of most of the shows were outside um, or if they were inside, you you didn't have to be super packed in. Occasionally you were packed in, you know, the dining room. It wasn't like you sat on top of each other, but there were other people around. 
I kind of thought like because you're on a boat and like all you know there's like a big the big middle of the boat on the top is like a big stage and a pool and whatever and then there's like hallways that go off like those doors are always open and shut open and shut open and shut so there's a lot of fresh air I think cycling through nice but yeah no it's I mean like you definitely are like rolling the dice as far as am I going to get sick (laughs) you're like this is it yeah and then what about drinking alcohol is it like high elevation? That. Do do you get faded quicker because you're no. out in the seas? Or no, I mean you. Uh, the funny thing is there there is an all you can drink package that was like eight hundred dollars, mm-hmm. and I was like, you know that breaks down to like one hundred and twenty, let's say a day, one hundred and ten, and I was like, I can for sure drink one hundred and ten dollars worth of alcohol in a day. But can I do it every day for eight days? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the question. And um, so I didn't end up getting, I didn't end up getting that. And I was a little nervous about how much it was going to cost. And it was okay. Strangely enough, the alcohol did help my vertigo, anxiety, whatever. Because then I was like, nice. whatever, I'm just drunk. So, um, and I, we, one of the people that we met, she had um, the all you, it was a gift. It was like an all you can drink premium liquor card. Ooh. So she would be like, you want some Vuv Clico champagne? I was nice. like, yeah, I do. She's like, great. So like we just drank a oh, champagne nice. and like, you know, so it, it all worked out. You don't get too, you don't get, cause you're at sea level. So, you know, it, it's whatever. The one funny thing that happened after the first night is they give you this little schedule, um, kind of like once upon a time, for those of you who went to Coachella, you would get like the little paper schedules see, and see. I don't even know if they do those anymore. Um, and we were talking, I, I woke up in the morning and I was like, you know, what would be so handy is if we, next time we should bring a highlighter so you can highlight the ones you want to see. It'll make it really easier. And Ted was like, we had this conversation for five minutes last night. And I was like, oh, we did? No, I knew that. I just wanted to like revisit that. Um, so, you know, there was a night that maybe things, the wheels came off a little bit, but you know, how, how bad could they come off if you're talking about highlighters? Like I'm a middle-aged yeah. woman. Yeah. So, but it was pretty fun. We were also among the younger people on the on the cruise. Oh wow! Yeah. Wow. <laughs> there were three children. Wow. Yeah, three kids. So, would to eat was like it was available at all times to eat. Yeah, there was no food between two in the morning and seven in the morning. I think. Oh, not bad. Not bad. Um. But and then there there's like 30 minutes between breakfast and lunch and lunch and dinner where like it's pretty limited and they're like changing up everything. Do you want to support original content that supports diverse voices? Why not support Word to Your Mama? You're listening to it right now. Become a patron. Head over to patreon.com slash WTYM. There are four patron levels to choose from, including Good Looking Out, I'm Down, Hell Yeah, and Please Believe It. Benefits include patron shoutouts, exclusive patron-only content, and so much more. Head on over to patreon.com slash WTYM to take your support to the next level. Gracias. But no, you could you can kind of eat whenever you want. There's also paid restaurants, fancy restaurants on board. If you don't want to do like 
one of the three quote-unquote free or like included uh, restaurants right. we just ate at the we ate at the you know asian fusion thing one night and it was not great so i was like so buffet like, it is yeah buffet it is yeah well that's amazing ti i'm so happy that yeah. it went well and so you guys are did you guys already buy for next next <laughs> no, year funny enough today is the pre-sale but they haven't announced the lineup so, so we're like that. i'm like as much as I would love to go and as as much as I'm sure that it, it's going to be great, I don't know that we need to go back to back. And I'm not going to put my money down unless I know who's playing. Yeah. Unless it's um, someone really. Yeah. Yeah. And so we'll see. Like if they if they're like, oh, Jason Isbell and um, Robert Earl Keen are playing, then it will be like, yeah, OK, we're going. Um <laughs> But yeah, I just want to say like the people sixth man is the promoter that does that does these and like on lock production like mm. so many of their team members. They have like navy blue. They look like little sailor shirts and they're like you're never too far from somebody to ask some questions, whatever. The accommodations that they did for ADA attendees was yeah. like so good i overheard a couple of times like the people thanking the sixth man people and there was one time i I was kind of standing next to the ada section and this woman was like telling one of the sixth man workers how great her experience had been um being that she like had a walker and like all this sort of stuff and um and like after she walked away like we looked at each other and she this woman was that works at the promoter was crying and she was like this is why I do this. Like, it makes me so excited that like we can make this amazing experience for people who like otherwise would not be able to go see these bands. I know. So I know. I know. They just, they did such a good job. Like I was like, are they hiring? (laughs) Come and work the next one. Maybe you attend one and then work one. (laughs) Yeah, I know. I could be a yellow shirter. (laughs) Um, Yeah. So it was, uh, yeah, it was good. It was interesting. Super fun. Um, Ranger Ted had best time ever. I had very excellent time. Um, and we will be back. That's amazing. I, yeah. I'm, so ex- I'm so happy. I'm so happy to hear. Yeah. Um, so speaking of cons, okay. Yeah. Today, we're recording this on the 3rd. So by the time this comes out, I think I would have already attended. But we're going, this is the second year in a row, we're going to... TFCon LA, which is really in Burbank. That's Transformers, Transformers convention. I did not know that you went last year. Did I know yeah. this? I don't know. We went, yeah, we went last year. Okay. Um, masked up and it was small, but it was like, oh, dope, you know, because it was still like COVID times and stuff. You had a test and mask and da da da. But it was great. Um, so this year, because it's full blown, you know, full blown. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to say this a little lower so hopefully he doesn't hear me. Yes. So we're going. I already bought the tickets like last year, a hotel through there, you know, so we're actually going to stay there. Right. Uh-huh. And so there's a uh, um, it's it's Saturday and Sunday, but Friday they have early in the morning. They have a, a Transformers customization class. It's like 80 bucks. They give you the the form. They give you all the stuff to customize. And it's a whole thing. So I had got the rooms to to do that. But I didn't buy the ticket to the actual thing. And I didn't know that it was everyone wanted to do it. So it sold out that ticket and we were on a waiting list and he was bummed and this and that. Right. But as as we're getting closer and closer to it, they're announcing the lineup. 
Uh-huh. So he's into uh, the latest Transformers animation that I talked about on the show, where it has yep. like it, the it's like a black family, a mixed family. Yeah. So the 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 voice, her name is Brandy, I think. The voice of the mom on that show, she's a guest, and she'll be there. And I, you know, she started following me. I was like, oh, you know, my son, we love this and it, representation. Da da da. So we're super excited about that. So he was excited, and he was excited that her, her and I were talking. Blah blah. But then it gets announced for those Transformers nerding out. The great Peter Cullen is going to be there. Voice of Optimus Prime. Ooh. Yes. This is this is big. This is big for me. This is big yeah. for, for Raka. We're freaking the fuck out, right? So he's freaking out. Also, there's a guy called Dan. Gals of I forget his last name. He'll be he was already gonna be there. He's hell excited. I bought Supernatural Bear the book. He wrote a book called Bumblebee and Me, because he was the voice of Bumblebee in the first one. So that was already like da 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 da, right? So I do the research and Peter Cullen is a big get, right? And he's only there on one day, and you need to have a certain ticket, oh like a weekend pass to have first priority to his QA panel. And I was like, oh, he's going to have pictures. He's going to have tickets for his pictures and autograph. So what the supernatural bear doesn't know is that I bought the appropriate tickets so that we have first dibs on the panel. But better than that, for the same price as a customization class, which is like 80 bucks, I got him a ticket for a photo with Mr. Cullen. Yeah, that's pretty great. It's going to be Major. He has no idea. I'm going to cry. He's going to cry. It's going to be epic. It's going to be epic. That's going to be. So when is next weekend. When is so, this next weekend? Yeah. So the same. So I'm going to be missing. Unfortunately, we'll talk about it. I'm going to be missing the Oscars because I will be there at the con. Are the Oscars a at- week from this weekend? Yeah, I believe if I'm not mistaken, they're on the twelfth. Can you can you fact check that shit? <laughs> I um, think so. Oscars. March twelfth. March twelfth. Yeah. So his his panels, I think, is at five. Uh, on t- March 12th, and then um, I have to look at what time his photos and stuff are. But yeah, man. So our goal, you know, for the next one, we talk about it. Our goal is to stay healthy so that yes. we're all healthy to be there. So he's like, oh, any word on the customization class? I was like, ah, oh, it's not looking good, Miho. I'm on the waiting list, but not looking good. And then yesterday he was like, hey, so um, it says that like for like autographs or something, like you need to buy the ticket. I was like, okay. I was like, we'll see. Like, I was nonchalant, right? Um, so, yeah. So, I'm super excited. And I was, like, telling Raka, his his dad, I was like, you're going to be on video duty. We got to make sure we're juiced up. Like, you know, oh, let's plan Rock, it out. Is Raka going too? Yeah, he went last year. <laughs> and so, I was a family thinking, thing. I love it. Yeah, and I was like, I was like, oh, you went last year, so... So I got the hotel room and made sure it was like two double beds for, you know, me and the supernatural bear. And I did this whole thing because it was a year in advance. 
And then I was telling him, he's like, but what about me? Where am I sleeping? I go, you're going? He goes, yeah. I was like, all right. So then I had to change the room and then da da But it's on and popping. And so I'm hoping by the next, the nerd outs, you will be, you know, you'll hear that we made it. And it was, you know, tears of joy. But that's amazing. I'm so excited. So excited. Amazing. Have you go? Go go ahead. No, you keep going. No, because I was going to say, like, I was like, fuck an autograph. Like, it's about a picture because this man has been doing this for such a long time. He's like 80 something. Who's to say? Yeah. No. Who cares about an autograph? Get a picture. Like, autographs are nice, but a picture. Yeah. Lasts a lifetime. Yeah. Um, speaking of the Oscars, see, have you seen any of the Oscar movies since we last <laughs> talked? No, that was my goal, and I have not. And I'm, I've been super busy, so I was like, shit, this weekend, I've been gone every weekend for the past three weekends to mm-hmm. LA for different shit. So that's my movie time. So my goal is to watch uh, at least three of them by Oscar time. What about okay. you? I. We watched all this, and um, it was interesting. You know, it did make me think about Elvis a little differently. So, achievement unlocked. <laughs> um, and <clears throat> I thought it was a really good and really interesting movie. I really want to see. Um, uh, what are the other ones I want to see? I want to see the Banshees of Inisherin. Me too. I want to see Tar. I want to see the Fablemans. And I think those are probably the ones that I will be able to get to before then. Oh, we also, you know, we also saw All Quiet on the Western Front. That was Oh, how a, was that? It was good. It was, it was, this is going to sound terrible. So if you want to keep a good memory of me and just keep thinking I'm cool, please hit pause and just be done for now. Or just cover your ears for a minute. It was like the atrocity of war, blah, blah, blah. Like, it felt a little like I've seen a lot of war movies. I really like war movies. This was a good one, but it just didn't bring anything new to it to me, except that it's from the German standpoint. And but like, you know, and seeing like these young dipshit kids who are like, yeah, I can't wait to go to war. It's going to be rad. And they're so excited about it. And then they get there and then everything's awful and everybody's dying and there's like sepsis and legs being cut off and misery. And yeah, I mean, I was like, yeah, OK, same. <laughs> it has to it has to like all quiet on the Western Front was really like, I think, probably one of the first really important war fictionalized war books. And so, of course, since then, you know, you see like it sort of set the stage. So it's like, I've seen Apocalypse Now, I've seen Platoon, I've seen this, I've seen that, I've seen Saving Private Ryan, I've seen them all. And I was like, I just don't, like, no, 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 I got it. It'd be, it just wasn't all that interesting to me. It's not a new take. Because I was like. It wasn't a fresh take. I was like, I love this shit. Like, I'm going to watch it because I love these movies. Yeah. Like, there's something about it. But it's like, they love making these fucking movies. They love this shit. Yeah. There was just nothing new there. It was shot really well, all that. Course, but and it, there course. was just nothing that, like, you know, I wasn't like, damn. Nothing about it made me say damn. Got it. Um, so, yeah, I'm going to try it. I'm going to cherry pick. I'm going to see what I can see before then. 
Um, the only, and in fact, today, as Ritzy knows, I am off for Employee Appreciation Day at my company. Yeah. So there. Um, and I was so excited because Ant-Man was playing in our local theater, but it left today. And uh. what replaced it? Cocaine Bear. So <laughs> am I going to go see Cocaine Bear today? Maybe. Probably not. But maybe. So Cocaine Bear is written, maybe written and directed, written by one of the Supernatural Bear's best friend's uncle. Wow. Yeah. Wow. I mean, I have heard from people who have seen it that it is better than you think it's going to be. <laughs> but also that it's like, you know, about halfway through, you're like, all right, I get it. <laughs> And it's like a, it's like based on a true story. And based on a true story. And, you know, anyone that gets anything made and it's getting this crazy buzz and beat yeah. out Ant-Man. And, you know, I've been in L.A. for three weekends, three like three weekends in a row. It's fucking everywhere. Uh, uh, big everywhere. Really? Right? <laughs> like everywhere on there, especially because, you know, it's the time it case came out. But, you know, as a person of color. I was like, we can't fucking get any fucking st stories made. Yeah. But Cocaine Bear, cocaine cool. Bear. All day. Yeah, green, you green know what light I mean? it. Green light it. Green light that yeah. shit. But this story about this, no. So I'll just, so it, it's like, congrats. And also, oh, this is the state of affairs. You know yeah. what I mean? No hate, but it's just like, okay. And I was like, wow. You know, good shows and, and stuff of people of color getting canceled. And not only canceled, taken off the platform like yeah peace out and peace out but cocaine bear all right yes yeah. let's go all in on cocaine bear um yeah. and otherwise we like the one thing i think that we have been really um applying ourselves to is the last of us although uh ranger ted believes that the most recent episode jumped the shark um so he doesn't know if he's going to keep watching but i'm going to keep watching why does he think it jumped a shark? He was like, if, if he got stabbed in the gut, he'd die. And I'm like, okay, but he's not going to die oh, because he's the lead character. that's not the most character. recent episode. Well, and then he, like, as he, but as he's sitting there laying there, he's like, there's no way that he'd still be alive. He would totally be dead by now. Because he was holding out hope after the last one. He's like, he should die. I was like, he's not going to die. He's the star of yeah. the thing. And he's like, yeah, but if they really wanted to mix it up, he'd die. I was like, he's not going to die. He's the star. Like, that's the you thing. He's not going to die. He was like, you never know. Maybe like when we show up next time. He'll be dead. I was like, it's not going to happen. And so then when we showed up, he's like, it jumped the shark for me. He's not dead. <laughs> oh, got it, got it, got it, got it, got it. Yeah. I was like, well, I'm sorry. I don't know what to tell you, but he's not dead. And he's the star of the whole fucking thing. And there's many more seasons coming. So I don't know what to tell you, but he's not dead. And um, but I think that I just keep thinking of her as um, little lady Mormont. Right. And she is such a good actor. So good. I just. I love her to pieces. So I, I have been enjoying it ever so much. I love it. Um, and there's a clip that I shared where um, Pedro is talking about when he was approached to do it. And he was on speakerphone with his sister and his two nephews, one of them named Pedro. And he was like, yeah, you know, they're they're offering me this thing, this opportunity for the show. It's based off a video game. They're like, what's it called? He's like, it's called The Last. And they're like, The Last of Us. <laughs> <laughs> and they're, they're like, you better get that job. So I think that's awesome. 
that, yeah. you know, they were all about it. Um, yeah. I love it. Uh, it's tears upon tears upon tears. This last episode, not really tears, but it's great. And I'm here for it. I'm excited to see where it goes. I wouldn't mind if he died. Yeah, I mean, you know, maybe maybe they just want to, like, throw a match over their shoulder and walk away and be like, we're going to do this. A totally, We're going to take this in a different direction. I'm okay with that. Yeah. yeah. And I was asking Rocket because he played the game mad years ago on the PS4, I think we had, or PS3, I forget which one. Um, he didn't make it all the way to then because I was going to try to ask him for, you know, for some intel. Um, uh-huh. But yeah, so I don't know. It's interesting. We'll see how it goes. Yeah. He's in the second, like, part two, the second video game that came out. But I don't know. I, I don't, I'm not familiar with that one. So I don't know. Does he need to be in it or not? Yeah. Um, yeah. Who's to say? So we have been or, or I, I suppose, more specifically have been really into that. Um, and I was one. I also wanted to get your take before we wrap. I wanted to get your take on the new Sam Levinson project, The Idol. And if you've been hearing about the whole brouhaha around that and any thoughts that you have. Yeah, I was really excited about it because it's very. I thought who he had in the cast was very interesting, right? But and, as a and for for anyone listening, six. this is the guy, like the showrunner, writer, whatever for Euphoria, and so he has six. a new series that's coming out called The Idol that he like one of the co I think the co creator is The Weekend. Yeah, and he stars in it. And he's a star, and then um, a, a Rose. What's her, what's his name? Johnny Depp's Rose, daughter, Lily Lily Rose, Lily Depp. Rose Depp. Yeah. Uh-huh. So she's in and stuff like that. So I've been seeing the, all the reports and I was like, well, that, that kind of makes sense because like Euphoria is based is based off of kind of like his experience because he was, uh, uh, you know, addicted to drugs and stuff like that. And then this is like. But it makes sense if you think about it, because you were getting little inklings of things that were happening on the set of Euphoria, you know, and then you're like, OK, so and then you're like, oh, he's this pretentious guy who who had film that doesn't exist made specifically for him. And he's getting all this praise. And then now he's doing this other show. And it's like, you know, from what reports are saying on the verge of like pornographic, really. For what sake, you know, of the kind yeah. of shit that he has is his specifically his female his women actresses you know uh, p- these positions he's put into so i don't know so now they're like what does this mean for euphoria does euphoria keep filming does it come out um does this shut everything down what are your thoughts I mean, I, as you know, have never watched Euphoria. And I think that there's probably no chance in hell that the third season doesn't come out. But I I am a little curious, like, I don't know. It's like, on one hand, I like to think that there are people out there who are like, I don't know, people at HBO who are like, this sounds like a shit show. And I'm not into I'm not into where this is going. You figure out a way to turn it around or we're pulling the plug. But they've spent like... They had the female director showrunner who, like, filmed 80% of it, 60% of it, something. And then they basically dropped her, I think scrapped it, and started over. And that was, like, $70 million that they lit on fire. So it's like, I don't know how much. And, like, the crew reports were sort of, like, 
the people on set like um, Levinson and others were like, it doesn't matter. Like HBO is just going to say yes to anything that I want to do. So it's it's that, you know, he's. Yeah. 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 It's kind of interesting. Like it's kind of hard to dismiss like crew members who were like, I thought I was signing up for something that was like kind of more of a like feminist exploration of exploitation and triumph. And yeah. what I really signed up for is like some really fucked up rape fantasies and I'm not into it. Yeah. So I, I'm kind of curious to see how it turns out and what happens with it. Yeah, because I love Euphoria. Like we, mm-hmm. my friends and I, we love that shit. So if this is fucking up with that, I mean, come on, dudes. Like fucking stop, yeah. you know, big penis Put your in dick your way. back in your pants. Put your, yeah, put it back, dude. Like, <laughs> come on. Like, you're not going to get away with whatever. Like, you know yeah. what I'm saying? So yeah. it's interesting to watch. We'll keep a, a an eye out on that and, and see where we're at a month from now. You know, it could be yeah. like everything shut down or this shit's <laughs> never coming out or who's to say. Yeah. Um, but yeah. So one last thing before we wrap is De La Soul's catalog is yes. out finally. So please go that. go stream all that, Um, you know, R.I.P. to... Uh, True Goy, Plug 2, and... Uh, Why it was, was it that it was never it was never streaming? Because had to clear all those samples. Like, this music was done where, uh, you know... it was. It's a lot of different things, but a lot of it had to do with all the samples that had to have been cleared before it's... And then um, Tommy Boy and what they were going to allow happen and stuff like that. And so, yeah, and so we're finally here, and it's great. And now the Supernatural Bear, he knows some of their songs, you know, but uh, to be able to hear a bunch of them on repeat while we're driving because, you know, streaming, and it, it, it's it's just going to be this, you know, next-level thing. Um, and also, uh, you know, DJ Fatrick, a uh, f- friend of ours, mentioned how is this going to impact, you know, these young current music uh, producers and and artists because now they're going to have access to something they haven't had access to in for, never you know so that'll be interesting on how that helps uh, you know motivate and shift things so we'll see Fifth. but uh, yeah so next month we're going to talk about some more things that we didn't get to today and uh, anything else T.I. No that's it it's lovely to see you and be talking to you nice people out there same same, same. Uh, yeah. So let's see what the next cruise you're gonna go on. You know, maybe it doesn't stop <laughs> yeah, there. Maybe it's, maybe it's maybe it's the Beach Boys cruise, and then it's the WrestleMania cruise, and who knows where it ends. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, then. Peace out, nerds. <laughs>